Looking for your next holiday? Maybe a long weekend with your mates? Or really need to get to the next game? Then it's time to What If It. What If has great deals on accommodation, flights, car hire and more. Plus, because they're the official travel partner of the South Sydney Rabbitohs, you can head to whatif.com.au forward slash Rabbitohs and use the promo code Rabbitohs15 to save 15% on selected hotels. Conditions apply. What if? It's Aussie for travel. Rabbitohs Radio Podcast. Grant Chapel, Steve Maven and Darren Brown. <laughs> Chaps is red hot here, so my phone was running hot there for a while. But Could you catch him? Well, only if I got a bit of a start. <laughs> it's great for rugby league, but more importantly, it's great for the mighty Rabbitohs. Welcome to another edition of Rabbitohs Radio. My name is Grant Chapel. I'm joined by two former Rabbitohs. Darren Brown, Steve Maven. What's doing, boys? Hello, chaps. Hello, Brownie. Yeah, g'day, boys. How are we all? Yeah, good, mate. Another win last night. The throat's a bit hoarse, but, you know, sometimes you've got to scream from the lounge room. There's not much else you can do. Try and get them home. We're not at the game, so we can only do our best, boys. Yeah, yeah no, I watched it at home myself. Had a few young Henrys. Uh, a bit dusty this morning, but it's always good when you've got a, a hangover after a win. And there was a bit of drama. We had the, the COVID cancellation. We didn't know what was going on. It was supposed to be 3 o'clock Saturday, and then it was 6.25 Sunday. But we got it done, and chaps, you've got the jumper on there, and it's a beautiful sunny Sunday, and <clears throat> excuse me, and the, Olymp- the Olympics have been all right in lockdown. It's Monday, mate. It's Monday, mate. <laughs> Did I say Sunday? Maybe I was lost today. It's, mon- it's Monday down here in Sydney, mate. But... Yeah, well, I'm a shift worker, so apologies for that. But <laughs> how good has the Olympics been, boys? The, boy, the bloke on the BMX yesterday, Logan Martin, he's become an instant household name. That was sensational, some of the tricks he was doing. But also, just let me run through it. The awesome foursome men and women. Titmus was great. Kate McEwen's F-bomb on live TV. Kate Campbell dug deep in the relay when she looked gone and got home. And Emma McKeon became our greatest ever Olympian with four gold, the best ever by an Aussie at a single games. And her 11 medals make her the most by an Aussie. So we watched a legend be born. So at least that's something in this dreaded Delta devastation. We've got to defeat Delta, boys, one day. Let's hope. Yeah, the Olympics couldn't have come at a better time, especially while COVID, uh, you know, we were in lockdown and uh, gave us something to watch, you know, throughout the last few weeks. And- the swimming, how good are the girls in the pool? They're unbelievable. Yeah, we, we take them for granted. I guess it's um, the best games we've had since 56, I think, from, from uh, one stat I think someone threw up there on Twitter. So, yeah, congratulations to all those girls and um, everyone competing. Like, I mean, I think Thorpey summed it up that, um, look, if you ever get to compete in the Olympic Games, mate, you should be happy as Larry, let alone win a medal. So, and I think the girls have displayed that. Um, displayed that in spades, boys. Done us just, proud. Just on, just on the Olympics, uh, look, he's not an Aussie, but the Italian who won the 100-metre final. Well, how does a, an Italian win a 100-metre final? It's, it's unheard what of. What a unit. I know, what a unit. Shannon Donato would be pretty happy, wouldn't he? Oh, he'd be stoked. Shannon's proud. Riggers at work, the, the Italiano. And he, it was right out of the up there in lane two or seven, whatever he was in, he, it was a real upset and the, the Pommy got disqualified. There was drama. I love the 100 metres. That's that's the blue ribbon yeah. event of the games and 
Yeah, the Italian got the chocolate, so that that was good to watch as well. So he got the pasta, not the chocolates. What's that? (laughs) He got the pasta, not the chocolates. Not the pasta, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. You don't you don't see that very often. I mean, what well, you touched on that, but the Aussie, it was pretty good to see an Aussie up there in the semis. He just missed a yeah. jump, and he, he sort of ended up equal fourth there, I think, in the yeah. semi-final. So he wasn't far away, and he should be he should be proud of himself as well. There's a couple of Aussies in the on the track and field. There's a bloke in the 800, did he uh, a, a young Sudanese Aussie, and uh, he he looks the goods as well. So it's, it's exciting, and these games have been okay. Just before we move on, like. Like you said, chaps, you've had the surfing and a couple of new sports like this BMX. And they've got the competitive climbing. So rather than just have some of these sports that nobody watches, it's actually a games where you know oh, this is all right. Bit of something. Yeah. What's on the show, chaps? Anyway, we've got some footy to talk about, boys. What's yeah. on the show? All right, we'll recap that uh, touch up fifty points to fourteen, which was came twenty seven hours and twenty five minutes late. But you know what? Some things are worth waiting for, boys. And then we're going to have a chat to Head of Wellbeing at the South Sydney Rabbitohs, Jan Earl. Really looking forward to that chat. How remembering a Rabbitoh this week is Arthur Oxford. You might remember us mentioning him last week, the grandfather of the Stevens brothers. And we also preview that clash against the Eels, which is a, still a top four clash at the moment. So uh, the Eels aren't travelling too well, but um, pretty sure I'm backing our boys in at this stage. Yes, well, they're, they're a top four team for now, but we're going to, like I said, we'll have a look at that later in the in the preview. But what about that game, boys? It was quite satisfying to put the Dragons away. We hammered them, put 50 on them. We're humming along nicely. I really enjoyed it. I was at work and had to watch it, watch it in bits and pieces, come home and watch the replay. But Cody Walker, another four try assists to put himself and the rest of the field to the sword in the try assist competition. Latrell... Mitchell, what about Trell, boys? We could just talk about him for the next half hour, but we'll we'll try and keep it brief to streamline the show. But also, before I throw to you guys, I think that our boy Davey came on and showed people that he's not going to be out of place in this team. Yeah, no, definitely Davey Moali uh, certainly handled uh, the occasion quite well. He, he went off with a bit of a HIA. I think his first hit up, he got a whack around the head. Uh, welcome to first grade, so they say. And, um, you know, they had to take him off. But, you know, he had some really nice touches. Uh, he took the ball up strong. He defended strong. And like you said, maybe he definitely didn't look out of place one bit. But uh, the man on everyone's lips at the moment, Latrell Mitchell, what a beast. An absolute weapon. 15 tackle breaks. Uh, two tries. He's just in superb form at the moment. Oh, yes. Um, I mean, every time he touched the ball, it was panic stations for the Dragons. Uh, they were getting knocked over like nine pins there. there was, I think there was one run. He, he had six tackle busts on one run at the back end of that game. Mm. He almost scored. There was, uh, I mean, he, he was everywhere. He ended up playing left centre for the last 10 minutes. You probably noticed Gags went off with an injury. From that uh, powerful Tyrell Fui Mayono, one of our old players. And uh, he jumped in left centre for gags, and little Taffy went to fullback. And hey, still looked pretty good when they went to that shape as well, boys. Yeah, yeah look, it was a little bit of a shaky start, wasn't it, chaps? Uh, Jackson Paulo dropped that, that, that first bomb, a towering bomb, I think, um, from Corey Norman uh, or Ben Hunt, it might have been. 
Yeah, Jackson know. came up with, with an error and they nearly scored off it. Uh, it was only fortunate for us that uh, Corey Norman got a hand to it and uh, propelled the ball forward. But look, once we got down to the other end of the field and, and we put a couple of shapes on them, uh, Latrell Mitchell scored that first try down the left edge. And then, you know, we went on a bit of a try scoring spree. There was still a period in, in that game, a 15 minute period where we lapsed and they scored a couple of tries which, you know, we've got to get that out of our game. Wayne Bennett was concerned about that after the press conference. He spoke about uh, little lapses in, in the games that, that we go through. Uh, admittedly, the, two of their tries were scored off kicks, but still, um, you know, it was a period of 15 minutes there where, you know, we gave away a couple of penalties and, and we, we just couldn't defend our, um, you know, them, them sets down on our line. So that's something that we've got to work on. Yeah, a lot of it. it was a couple of six agains and a little bit of dis ill-discipline uh, offside. I think one of them, they actually coughed the ball up and I thought, here we go, We've they've turned it over. And in the end, they, they, they banged a couple of tries over, a couple off kicks. I mean, I mean, you, you can't always put your hand up and talk about um, conceding tries to kicks because uh, it's still worth the same amount of points whether you score off kicks or you, or you bust a line. But uh, overall, like, I mean, geez, if we're whinging about that, Geez, we're going all right. Putting sixty on a mob last week, fifty on a mob this week. Yeah. I mean, I'll, let's let's go back to the dark days in the in the mid two thousands where we were stoked if we scored three tries, we might have conceded fifty. Yeah, well, I think <laughs> the shoe was on the other foot. So, I think they said like, I mean, you, you go through it. Our forward our forward pack is so underrated. I I, mm. I remember thinking back to um, last year, thinking, oh, all these other teams had players busting the two hundred meter mark. We, three or four weeks in a row, we've had our forwards busting 200 metre marks on the ground. So we're starting to be the most dominant forward pack in the competition. And if they can continue and keep this momentum going into the finals, we've got seven first graders out, as Wayne Bennett pointed out in the press conference. We've got some guys to come back, Junior Totola, Harme Sello, both powerful runners on the ground and none bigger than, uh, I think, still our best, one of our best players is Cam Murray to come back into this squad, boys. Exciting times ahead. Exciting. And yes, chaps, the forwards did play well. All our forwards played well, but special mention to Big Tommy and the GOAT for running over 200 metres. Hosty and Paddy, the PM off the bench, was superb. And Renault's little chip and chase was shades of the great Philip Blake, who we just uploaded a video of on our Rabbitohs TV. And please subscribe to that if you haven't already. We're building nicely there, but that was nice to see. And records, you mentioned before was the most points we've scored in a two-game stretch since 1913 or something ridiculous like that. And we're going to mention it a little bit later, but Renault's closing in on the great Eric Sims record. So it's exciting times yeah. to be a Rabideau. We're only two off the lead in the minor premiership race. We'll keep going like this. We might be a chance to challenge the storm, our southern... Yeah, the, 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 it's like a, the Southern Evil Empire, I suppose. <laughs> We've got to try and challenge them. You did mention uh, our forwards. And a big, big, I want to give a big mention, and, and you just touched on it, Maver. Tommy Burgess, another outstanding game last night. Uh, once again, his first stint on the field. He was bending, you know, the, the Dragons' uh, defence backwards. He, he had him, you know, he's mobile, he, he's big, he's fast. He nearly scored another, you know, 40-metre runaway try last night. He only got pulled up short uh, after mm -hmm. a, a block-busting run. What a, what a performance uh, once again from Tom, Tom Burgess. Yeah, 
Costa had a Madison in Maldi too. He had, he had big Tommy. He had a he had a bit of a, a well a, a left field Maldi going, and yeah, you know, he got three out of four twice yeah. except for big Tom. And imagine he's jumping around the lounge room when Tom burst through. I can I can tell you. Shout out to you, Maddo, champion bloke. On your Maddo, yeah, no, it was a great performance by Tommy. He he's really stepping out of his brother's shadows over the last couple of years. I mean, they probably got um, grouped in together when there was a knock on. Uh, one of them made a knock on and all three of them seemed to get the blame for it. But mm. Tommy's hands have been pretty solid um, the last couple of years without his brothers. Hardly makes a knock on anymore. Always goes forward. Always lands on his front. And most of the time we, we get these set plays and shapes out the back. Uh, it's off the back of a, a Tommy hit up, Brownie. Mm. Yeah, no, definitely. I was so impressed with him. And um, just going back to what Mavo said about Adam Reynolds, uh, we're going to talk about his, uh, you know, his point scoring record just a little bit later. He came up with his sixth try against the St. George Dragons last night. Now, we had the great man John Sutton on the show on Friday, and he scored oh, seven go. tries <laughs> against the Dragons, and Mavo was quick to bring it up that he scored seven tries. Renault scored six last night. I played against the Dragons eight times, I think. I scored one try. Now, what he didn't mention was that Mavo hasn't scored a try against the Dragons or didn't score a try against the Dragons. He didn't bring that up. No, he's never he's never mentioned that to me, ever. I've never heard him say anything no, about that. No. He was quick and to mention that I only scored one. Well, this a good. This could be a good segue. This could be a good segue into our wingers and giving them a wrap without um, the great Alex Johnson out at the moment, a bloke who's got to come back over the next couple of weeks. What about Josh Mansour and Jackson Paul? I know he had that little strange little. Uh, over no come back from over there. No, well, I just had a little. Call. I had a call there from Jan L. I guess, but yeah, good one, Brownie. You did. Uh, you did owe me that. <laughs> <laughs> and no, I didn't score against the Dragons, but. I had a better win-loss ratio, five and three against your three and five. Let's just come <laughs> yeah, Well played, but one all. Maven Brown. Yeah, we'll, we'll move on. <laughs> yeah, no, no problem with tooting your whistle there, boys. I don't mind that. But um, getting back to our wingers last night, Josh Mansour, powerful on the ground. Um, he was mistake-free out there. Jackson had that early error and opened them up at one stage in the second half with, with a surging run. They both ran for over 150 metres, boys, and that's what you want from your wingers coming mm. out of yardage, taking a little bit of pressure off your forwards who have done all the work defensively in the previous set. Well, it's quite... Yeah, our back three were outstanding. And like you said, chaps, apart from that little blemish in the first minute from Jackson Paulo, I thought he was really good. Mm. Paulo and Mansour and, and, you know, we just spoke about him before, Latrell Mitchell. Probably one of the you know the form players of the competition at the moment, and he's in career best form, and he's just when he's in this mode, you know we're a chance of beating anyone, including Melbourne. Well, we know what he can do. He's got that game with a bit of finesse, Brownie and Mavo. We've seen it over the last two years, but what what he probably did lack there for a little bit was the power game. The power game's coming now. You're throwing you're throwing out the back to Latrell with a two on one. Don't worry about passing it. Just he's just trampling blokes now. So. That's the part of the game that probably has evolved in, in the last, I reckon, three or four months, which wasn't there last year. True. And yeah. it just shows our depth that we had AJ and Tane Milne scoring all sorts of tries. They've both been replaced for different reasons by the source and the rock star. And we haven't missed a beat. So that's an encouraging sign. So all signs are looking good. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Just, uh, just on, on uh, uh, an incident in the game, Jaden Sewer. Boys, he was put on report 
Um, you know, from your opinion, is, is he in a little bit of trouble from uh, maybe a, a bit of a shoulder charge or is he is he okay? Well, because it was front on, I don't, I don't know if it was a shoulder charge. He's just sort of got his hands in, in, in front of his chest there and I'll tell you what, it was a good shot, by the way. But um, he also put a good shot on early in that second half. But um, look, I mean, the boys on the panel there at Fox yesterday, they said he might be up for a, a half-decent fine there. He might not miss a week. But uh, I'm not sure if he's got prize. I think he might have prize, um, Brownie and, mm. yeah, and, and yeah, Simmons. He serves time already this year, so I'm a bit worried about carryover point situation. However, he's because he served his time, he gets the... I don't understand all that. But let's move on, boys. So Rabbitohs News, brought to you by the Juniors Group of Clubs. The Rabbitohs home away from home. The place to play. All the bunnies are away. And we just mentioned it before. The great Adam Reynolds sits behind the iconic Eric Sims in the point-scoring all-time record for this mighty club. Now, Eric Sims booted 1,841 points with his tries, his goals and his field goals and two-point field goals. And Renault was chasing, closing in on him. He, he sits seven points behind and needs eight to break the record. So that might happen against Parramatta. Unfortunately, his last kick last night was a full shank out to the right. <laughs> but I reckon he might probably get there against the Eels on Friday. And we don't know yet. We're going to speak about it later. We don't know. That's to be announced, the venue, the time, etc. I think he's a big chance of uh, breaking the record next week against the Parramatta Eels. I'm not sure what his average is this, um, you know, this year, but I'm sure that we'll score at least four tries against the Parramatta Eels, and he'll kick four from four at least. Hundred percent. Oh yeah. Well, what did his first kick from the sideline? It, it looked like it was missing left, and then. Faded and straightened back up and went over. So, who was that? I mean, he, he he did miss that one at the end, but he did look gassed, a little fella. He had done a lot of um, done a lot of running and stuff. The chip and chase is, was pretty outstanding. Uh, it was good to see him um, get over for a, a try. What was the first try in twelve games? I think they said on Fox. So, after he blew that one against the Tigers, where he ran a little bit too yeah. far. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm sure he's going to break um the legendary Eric Sims's record, probably possibly next week. I'd say. Yeah. Um, all, all things go well. The, the Parramatta Reels are struggling to score tries at the moment. Without great awareness on that try too, when he put that little chip and chase through and showed a little bit of toe to win the race for the ball. So well done to Renner. And who was backing him up? Only a meter behind him. I did Tom see Burgess. It. Tom, Tom Burgess. Burgess was sitting, yeah. sitting there right there, ready to receive a pass from him if need be. But um, and that's the little one percent as Tom's doing, which. Uh, has made him one of the better front rowers in the game, boys. And also, there was some signing news during the week. Uh, we got an email, I think it was Friday afternoon or Thursday afternoon. Anthony Milford has signed on for season 2022. And we sort of, I guess we've already known about it for a few weeks there. The boys have been leaking it on the on some of those um, press conferences we've been doing, the Zooms. And I'm pretty happy with it. I think back to um, when he's happy and when he's in form. He's one of the most devastating ball runners in the competition. I know it hasn't shown up there at a Brisbane Broncos side, but the culture hasn't been great. Um, he hasn't had a lot of confidence, haven't had a lot of support around him, players playing well around him. But at the South Sydney Rabbitohs, if he gets an opportunity, not sure what position he will play there till early days, but I think it'd be a good signing there, Brown. Yeah, I'm with you, chaps. I'm, I'm really excited about, about the signing. Look, uh, um, you know, we've lost... 
our skipper and our premiership winning halfback in Adam Reynolds the, to the Broncos. And we, we definitely needed to, to replace that experience there. Uh, we've got a couple of young halfbacks that are coming through the grades and they're, you know, they're learning their trade um, along the way. And, you know, they mightn't be ready for a full season of first grade just yet. The, you know, Lachlan Ilias, uh, Blake Taff has showed that, you know, he, he can handle uh, the jumping grade, uh, even though he has been playing a lot of fullback when, when he's played at the top level. Uh, we've got young Dean Hawkins uh, who's there as well. So, so we've got a good crop of young kids coming through, but we still need that experience similar to what Benji Marshall is doing this year, um, you know, to bring them, them kids along. And like you said, chaps, Milford, he's had a couple of uh, lean years up there at the Broncos. He's been in and out of the team. Um, you know, he's been low in confidence. But what will happen when he comes to the Rabbitohs, and I believe our assistant coaches are all great halfbacks, former great halfbacks themselves in Ben Hornby, uh, John Morris, uh, Johnny Sutton. So I think they will get the best out of Anthony Milford when he comes to the Rabbitohs in a great club. Uh, full of great players, and I, th I think it's a really good signing. Only 27 years of age, Mova. Yeah, well, <clears throat> I, I think it's a great signing, and I think you said it, chaps. It's low risk, high reward, and Anthony Milford's played 189 first grade and scored 60-plus tries. So people that are bagging the bloke, look, that, that's, that speaks for itself. And he's carved us up a number of times, including last year when he scored a try where he's just beat about five, six blokes. He's that elusive. He's an electric footballer, and we got him cheap. So anyone who's questioning it, I don't understand. You, 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 we've got to replace an experienced halfback. There's been no New South Wales Cup for around two years now. So the, the guys that were, we would have developed have missed out on that. So if, he can, if we can plug and play him straight in there, and like you said, once he gets in our side with our superstar spine and you've got blokes like Keon and Cameron running the ball and he can get in behind them and... You know, it's a win-win for us. And I hope that all these people that are saying, oh, yeah, yeah, like, he's not much chop and the Roosters guy's saying, oh, I'm glad you signed him. I hope that a lot of those people are reading their words next year when the MILF regathers the form that we all know that he's got. Well, he's played State of Origin in 2017, 2018, which has probably been missed a little bit. You get, you're getting an Origin-quality player at his best. Um, I can go back to a game 2015, the year after we won the comp. We sort of faded at the back end of the year. I think we got beat. It was 47-12 at the SFS, and he carved us up. He scored a try off the kickoff, scored a double. He was just instrumental in everything everything that happened. Also, go to the grand final um, where I was just about to beat the Cowboys down here in Sydney. He was man of the match how they won that game. Go back and watch what he does. Mm. Off the kickoff, they made, a, they made a break that went 70 metres off the kickoff, just – Instead of him dumping off to a forward, he's seen something, play a little bit of ad lib footy, which is what we do at the Rabbitohs. We play a bit of structure, but you could, there's a bit of opportunity to play ad lib off the back of that. Yep. And I, I think playing under a sea bowl didn't suit that a, a few years ago. And that's where I think the, 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 the poor form sort of started. And I'm sure the boys at the Rabbitohs will, will get him back on track. I have all the faith in the world with our coaching staff. And um, obviously, we're going to have Jan Earl on soon, all the well being. Staff in the background, we'll get him right where he's supposed to be. What he does do, uh, Anthony Milford, and he does really well, uh, that he, he digs into the line 
um, when he has the ball and when he plays a little bit of structure, he will he will go right to the line. And another good aspect of his game, he's got a really good kicking game. Long, low kicking game, finds the grass a lot with his kicks. So similar to what Adam Reynolds does. And, um, you know, that like we all agreed, uh, we need to replace that experience that we're losing with Adam Reynolds. And no better signing uh, than Anthony Milford. Like you said, we got him for a bargain price. And, um, you know, I think uh, I think our coaching staff will, and the players around him will bring the best out of Anthony Milford next next season. And there's no pressure on him to replace um, a club legend in Adam Reynolds. I don't think he's been brought down here to do that. He's down here to replace a Benji Marshall, that experienced backup who we've played 14 games this year. At the start of the year, we said if he only plays a couple of games, but we've had a win and, and Benji's... Benji's come in on a couple of games here, I think, against the Gold Coast and Cronulla, and he's won them games, um, won for, for us with um, just jumping in and, and playing eyes up footy. And I'm sure Anthony Milford can do that. He, his legs are a bit younger, got a little bit more foot speed than, than Benji Marshall. So, yeah, I think that's a fantastic, fantastic signing for the club. Let's move on to Spotlight on the Pathways, brought to you by What If? It's Aussie for Travel. And the news during the week was that the New South Wales Rugby League are going to meet this week. And it appears as though that all the pathways in Junior League will be cancelled for the season, which is devastating. We just mentioned it before. Two years of footy for all these poor buggers that have missed out on playing their trade. They're sitting around twiddling their thumbs, trying to work out in the gym, trying to do ball work or whatever you can get done. So, yeah, it's it's not a great situation. This Delta strain... The, coast, the case numbers aren't going down. We're in lockdown. So how the hell do we beat this thing? And the pathways are suffering. But we'll still keep you updated here on Rabbitohs Radio. And just go a little bit deeper than the pathways and the junior footy as well. You know, the, the young kids that are, you know, a couple of years away from the pathway system. You know, the effect that it's going to have on, on their development, um, you know, over the next couple of years. You know, the 13-year-olds, 14s, 15s, uh, kids that are aspiring to, you know, to be like the, the first-grade players that are playing now, young David Mowali. Uh, the development of them kids have been, you know, that's going to be put back another couple of years um, through, you know, this dreaded COVID uh, situation. You might find some of the young junior teams, the ones Brownie's talking about, when things do get back to normal, even though it's outside footy season, they might they might do a little bit of footy training once a week just to get them together and get get their hands on the ball a little bit. Obviously, they've missed out on a hell of a lot of footy in the past two years. There you go. Oh, there we are. Good morning. Good morning, Good morning team. How are you all? <laughs> good. We've got the team here. Yes. Hello, team. Hey, girls. Hello, well, team. Oh, one of the Rabbitohs podcast network. Yes. G'day, guys. How are you all? We're delighted to be here this morning. Yeah. We're all excited after a big win last night. Absolutely. Yep. Eight, eight down and uh, a few more to go. But, uh, you know, we've got to keep the home fires burning and let the boys get on with their job. And how are they holding up in um, this lockdown up there? And obviously, they had a really strange 24 hours where the game was cancelled. They're on a flight and stuff like that. Have you had a chance to to check in with the guys? 
out of adversity, good things happen. And if anything, if any of you boys know, at the Rabbitohs, that's what we're very good at, facing adversity, challenges, and moving forward. Yeah. Well, we'll just go around the room, Jan. So you're, you're, you're there, Jan Earl, the head of wellbeing at the Rabbitohs. Yeah. Who have you got your cast there? My cast here is um, seconded to me uh, for this period of time is Sophie Whitaker. She's ex actually the CEO's executive assistant and yep. she's now become our project manager. So, yep. Sophie. Hi, guys. How are you? G'day. Uh, Kerry Barner. She's a uh, registered nurse of more than 20 years. She works at Pathways and does a lot of work um, across the board. She's a volunteer. And on the other side, I have Lani, who's uh, my support person and is also a counsellor in training. Pastor Joe, who does a lot of work um, with all of our teams, especially our Pacifica, and Claire Clifford, our career coach, who's in charge of education across the board just for the place, for the families, their partners as well. That's the team. Good. Welcome to everyone. Now, but what we'll do, Jan, just start off with our interview. We'll just focus on you to start with, if that's okay. Where are you from? Yeah. And what was it like growing up there? Well, I'm, from New I'm from New Zealand originally. I have been um, in Australia since 1986. Um, and I settled in Sydney and I haven't moved far apart from living in Brisbane for a short period. Um, and I'm now very settled here. So how did you end Dan, up? I remember, I remember meeting you probably 25 years ago at the Leichhardt Wanderers. Now, uh, you've been involved in rugby league for quite some time now. It uh, must have been quite some journey. I've been in rugby league. I've been involved in rugby league um, probably since I was four years of age. My dad played, my uncle played in New Zealand. I can remember the days where I used to take the plate of eggs sandwiches to the club rooms on a Saturday and probably went home late on Saturday night with mum and dad and half people I didn't really know. But I remember that. But I remember rugby league, the great memories, and then um as I came to Australia, I was a secretary to about three clubs in the eastern suburbs, um, Paddington Wallara RSL, Holy Cross Rhinos, and, of course, Leichhardt Wanderers. From there, um, I, I had, I've had a long career in corrections, counselling, nursing, and from there I started my own business, which was called Elite Athletes, which... Um, my journey is detailed in the media. I don't think we need to go there, but it's basically working with athletes in crisis and also with drug and alcohol and mental health problems. Um, then I was luckily enough, uh, lucky enough to be given the job at the Rabbitohs, um, a job which I hold very dearly and I'm very lucky to be able to um, have a bit of a spin on the average um, well-being. We're allowed to um, do a lot more than most. We don't just have to work within the confines of the NRL. We're allowed to do a lot more for our families and our organisation, which I'm going to touch on shortly. So how did that come about? Who, who, who did you um, who interviewed you at the Rabbitohs and employed you there, mate? Uh, Brock Schaefer. Okay. He was just on the just on the um, Rabbitohs podcast network the other day. He's a, he's a 
He's a champion, Brock. He's obviously been involved in well-being himself. Done a few programs up in PNG. We heard. Um, I wasn't aware of that, but um, look, it's a very good uh, team here at, at the Rabbitohs, organisationally, both in football, corporate, and indeed my own my own team. So we all uh, work well together. Well, we're just going to ask you the question, okay? So you were just touched on the fact that your wellbeing team is going above and beyond. And this is great for the South Sydney Rabbitohs, but you've got some exciting announcements to tell us on the show. So um, once the boys left for Queensland and we put the darlings on the plane, that was a very intense uh, three weeks of work for us. Um, but we, we got them there and that was a great accomplishment. And uh, Wednesday at 4.30, they'll be reunited with their partners. So our uh, workload has changed. We'll still, of course, be there. Number one priority will always be the player. But during this time, we're giving hampers to all our football families, our four boys that are left behind. We're also going to be doing um, some drive-by visits to our older players, um, just checking in on them. And on Wednesday, we will be rolling out a 24-7 Rabbitohs Wellbeing Mental Health Line. Um, and that will be manned 24-7 by all of the staff in this room. And um, it's something unique. It's unique to the NRL. It's unique to football. But in this times, mental health problems of just being in the lockdown has surpassed anyone's expectations. And we really feel that we need to do this. Uh, we just don't field uh, calls from our players. We field calls from their families, their loved ones, and anyone genuinely in need in our organisation. So this is going to tie in line with um, the Russell Crowe project as well, Connect, Respect and Resilience, which is a million-dollar program which we're rolling out to all the junior clubs. So it's very exciting. I'm very excited to be a part of it, as, as are my team. So this is all happening. Um, I'm sure it will take a while for people to get used to it, but I think it will be a great initiative from the Mighty Rabbitohs moving forward. And I think you've also got, is it Stacey Supports after John Sutton's wife? Oh, uh, yes. Um, mixed mates. So, um, yes, so in, in, um, in about the third week of August, we'll be starting two support groups. One for women called Stacey Supports, which is an eight-week self-care type program. And Mixed Mates is named after our great Mick Andrews. And that's a short program for men who can talk about the topics that men want to talk about um, during COVID, depression, anxiety, loss of libido, whatever, we'll cover every topic. Um, and it's aimed at every age demographic. So there's something there for everybody. We have left no stone unturned. And... Our, our co-host here, Darren Brown, he is actually a, a, a mental health contact officer. He walked from the Gold Coast to support suicide prevention. So, Brownie, this is an issue, well-being, that's close to your heart as well, mate. It is, and I'm sure everybody um, you know, has been touched by mental health one way or another, uh, whether it be you know a family member, a friend, 
um, everyone's got a story uh, that, that that needs to be told, and um, there's no better way uh, than you know to pick up the phone and, and talk to somebody about it. Like you said, Mavo, I did walk from uh, the Gold Coast to Sydney, raising awareness for suicide and mental health issues. And along the way, we you know we we called into a lot of country towns that were struggling with mental health, and, and Grafton was one of them. Uh, they they gone through a, a rough patch in terms of people taking their own lives and young kids as young as eight, um, you know, so we got to, to meet all their families and, and talk to, you know, the families and raise the awareness. And like, you, like you're doing, Jen, um, the awareness is okay, but a, a lot of uh, the issues today comes down to education and to, you know, learn how to identify people who are struggling. And, um, you know, one way to do that is to talk to people. And it's a, it's a great concept that uh, your team have put together, especially this, you know, this 24-hour hotline um, that's going to be available to everybody uh, in and around, you know, the South Sydney community. Yeah, I think it's um, vitally important and just what you touched on, it's not just the check-in. I'm very lucky to work in a multidisciplinary team. We have our own counsellors here at the Rabbitohs and I also work with um, a consultant psychiatrist. So whereas most people in the community would have to wait three to six months, um, he's available for us. And that's a relationship that we've fostered. Um, I've been working with him myself for five years, but um, basically in 2021, he's been our in-house psychiatrist at the Rabbitohs, as with our own counsellors as well. So it's a service that we're very happy to be able to give to our community. And also it's not just the check-in, it's the follow-up. It's what happens next. How can we help? Who can we refer you to? Lots of people don't know how to negate the mental health uh, journey. They don't know who to see, how to see, um, you know, because a lot of people even are still living in that dark age. Oh, they're a bit odd. Don't worry about it. They've got issues. Well, there's lots of things you can do today. We've also launched our COVID lockdown program as well this week, which is... Um, something that we're all very uh, keen on. We're all doing different parts of mental health, feel-good type stories. And with our four boys that didn't travel with the team, we're working with them. And we've called that group Reset after the Burgess brothers. And basically, um, because they're not travelling with the team, they're recovering from injuries, we're doing a lot of work with them as well around their mental health, where to next, how can we best support them. So there's a lot of initiatives. There's something else um, we are starting this week. It's called... Um, we're speaking to all the parents of the top 30 so we can get video messages sent to the boys approaching the finals. I don't want to put the mocker on, but I think we're definitely going to be there, so I better start soon with that. That's a great initiative, Jan. Well done. Well, you've got a lot of things going on there, Jan. Um, outstanding. Now, you did mention that there was a bit of a um, logistical nightmare there to try and get not only the playing staff up there, the 41 people but the families tell us some of the things you you did for the families to get them up into that um quarantine for a couple of weeks and and you also mentioned they're going to be out of that um in the next couple of days i can't swear on this program so um look <laughs> there was uh 
there was three laptops going. There was two and a half thousand calls that I fielded. Um, there wow. was um, over a hundred hire cars uh, ferry used to ferry them. Because they all had to stay in lockdown, each and every one of us in this room were shopping, cooking, cleaning, um, getting whatever they needed ferried to their home. It just went, it was just a very long period, long hours. Um, there was a lot of high emotion and anxiety, but we did it. We did it. I ran onto the tarmac at Bankstown Airport with three children that weren't my own. Um, my, I had no shoes on. The pastor had to lead foot it for us to get there, but we got there. Um, it, you, you couldn't write a book about what we've been yeah, through. Sounds like a movie. Yeah. Movie scene. We, it, it, could be, it was a great movie. Many moving parts. Yeah, it's a movie we could play on Rabbitohs TV. Now, what, I was just talking to Brownie about this yesterday. Jan, and what I think you can be compared to is when the men of league started, they filled a gap in the in the rugby league community that wasn't there before. They're assisting people, and what I feel like you are doing with your team here is filling a void that wasn't there before for the South Sydney Rabbitohs community. So it's an excellent initiative, and we re we really feel privileged that you're allowing us to work with you. And I know you've said to us that you'd like us to interview some of the young players in the team, some of the whoever are in the team. We'd like to interview your team there that are sitting there now for Rabbitohs TV once all this COVID stuff is finished. So it's, we, yeah, like I said, we feel privileged that you're allowing us into that little room you've got there at Redfern Oval to talk about these important issues. Look, we are privileged. And you know what? Each and every one of us in the Rabbitohs family plays a part. You guys are the voice. You're the human voice behind it. We don't need the fancy digital setup and the roving cameras and the um, touch-up of makeup. Be yourself. Be real, because that's what we are at the Rabbitohs. We're real people. We don't turn our noses down at anybody. We're here to help, and that's what we want to do. Um, you know, it's very important that we all get the message out and you guys are real, relatable, and that's what people uh, really want to hear in these times. They just want to hear a human voice. They just want to know that someone's out there talking and following their team. You know, the Rabbitohs, uh, you know, in my time, I have dealt with a lot of older players that have had problems in the past and they've been really great to work with. And what I've always realised is about the camaraderie the camaraderie is different from other clubs, and I've worked in most clubs, but the camaraderie at the Rabbitohs is something unique. Um, our CEO is uh, a very unique man. I don't know why he swims every morning in the freezing cold, but, hey, that's his go. But he's allowed us to do all this at this time, and, and we're, really, we're really grateful. We're really grateful to be sitting here. We're grateful for our jobs. And for me personally, the staff that I've got here and to have Sophie working with us, how lucky am I? How lucky am I to come to work every day? And what about that, that team you mentioned there? It was Kerry Laney, Pastor Joe and Claire, um, just to name a few. Was it a proud moment for all you guys? Maybe a little tear shed seeing Davey run out there last night. Some of you guys have had a, a fair bit to do with, and including his family. Absolutely. So I, I might get La, uh, Sophie to tell you about the box experience that we gave to Mrs. Moali because everyone that debuts at the Rabbitohs' well-being looks after them. So we might give them balloons, we give them a tank card or a, or a box. 
So there was no box to be had this year. So this is a box experience with a difference, Sophie. Um, so as the family wasn't able to go out to the game, we organised a cheese platter and a cake at their request. And we had Jan personally deliver it, got photos of everything. Everyone's in face masks. We delivered that on Saturday in the hope the game would be played. And then when the game was postponed, we ended up um, delivering a Chinese meal to their place at their request. They enjoyed the Chinese <laughs> dinner while um, watching Davy debut. Oh, unreal. That's your box experience. <laughs> Different to, you know, Stadium Australia, the box experience, but, you know, it's one of a kind. I'm sure the Moalis would have been um, would have been proud no matter what happened and, and thankful for what you guys did for them. And also, you, you mentioned all the car hire stuff. That would have been a, a big help from What If, our sponsor on the show. That would have been um, helpful there, Jan. Uh, look, it was, it was uh, done beautifully. I think uh, a lot of the women thought that was the best part of it. Um, it was all put together very, very quickly, and um, I couldn't thank them enough. Everybody has come forward offering me something, some kind of assistance. Um, our very own Galo's Pies is helping me with the hampers. VSC is helping. A lot of our major sponsors, they they're only too willing to give up for this good cause. And I, I can't thank them enough for everything that people are offering to do for our families, um, our corporate staff, everybody that's in need will we'll be able to give them something. Yeah. Jan, uh, you've got a wonderful team there and uh, I know you're based down there at uh, Redfern Oval. Is that where you'll be staying or have you got another venue that you'll be moving to? No. So at the moment... Uh, we're upstairs here in Redfern. It's a bit like a Costco warehouse in the old team room. There's boxes, fridges. It's uh, a highly logistical operation we're running here. And then we've got our little room here where we do our counselling and next door is our office. We'll be like everybody else waiting to go to Heffron, but this is, this is where we're based. We like it at Redfern. We feel home here. Everyone knows us, um, so we're very comfortable here. Well, I'm very comfortable there as well because I grew up probably 100 metres from where you're sitting right now, and uh, <laughs> there's no, no better area than uh, Redfern, let me tell you. That's true. That's true. It's quite fitting that this well-being, sensational well-being project is born in Redfern, just like the Rabbitohs were back in 1908. So... Thank you, Jan, and your team for coming on today. We really appreciate it. We've got some exclusive news to share and we'll promote that on our socials. And if you can send us through some, some images and whatever you've got there, we'll put that on the episode webpage. So Jan and the team, thank you for joining us on Rabbitohs Radio Podcast. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks, guys. Thank you, team. Yeah, thank you. We'll definitely promote this, uh, all this stuff for you guys and uh, you're doing a great job and we look forward to uh, working with you in the future. Thank you so Thank you. much, Isaac. You're an integral part of what we're doing and um, please get the message out. If we can help anybody, clear with her education, Pastor Joe with his theology, Lani with her mindfulness, Sophie, she's just an extraordinaire and Kerry, He's a jack of all trades. We're all here for you. Okay. Unreal. Okay. Everybody at the Rabbitohs. See you See guys. See you guys. Thanks, Bye. guys.
Oh, well, what a team. How, how, how lucky are we to, to have just like, I guess, a program like that within our club? I don't think any club in the NRL can boast that sort of support um, on and off the field like the mighty South Sydney Rabbitohs. And well done to Jan and her team. Yeah, outstanding guys. And they, they, they're covering a lot of bases there. Uh, in terms of you know mental health and um, even down to well-being, and I know they're doing uh, some some um, courses in terms of uh, mindfulness, um, breathing techniques. So you know they're covering a lot of bases there, and uh, well done to the team. I, I've worked with the you know a couple of the members of that team. Sophie, I've done a little bit of work for Sophie uh, throughout the organisation. Uh, you know, doing auctions and she puts together a lot of the events for the uh, SPA organisation. So, you know, well done and uh, we'll get right behind that team. Yeah, well, one of the one of the big things about mindfulness, Mavo, is just staying in the moment, in the present and trying to appreciate what you've got and not worrying about what you don't have. And, that, and that's and also it's making connections with people, it's real connections. Mm. And another part of it is not only what, what people like to see what, what can what can he or she do for me? But what, what about um, this program's about what you can do for other people without expecting anything back in return? And you get a lot out of that giving. I know the Brown family, they used to go down to um, feed the homeless, didn't you, Brownie? Yeah, yeah I do, mate, yeah. And that, what, how did that make you feel? That must have made you feel good. Yeah, you know, it, uh, it's, it's an experience that... Uh, you know, you're going back, like you said, chaps, you're giving back to people that aren't as fortunate as what you are. And uh, a lot of people out there uh, doing it tough, you know, living on the streets. Um, they've got to, you know, they survive just every day. Is uh, you know, it's very tough for them. And it's, uh, you know, it was good to give back by going down to, you know, the city and, and feeding the homeless. Uh, to people that are less fortunate than what you are. And that is a program that will develop into something that we can all be proud of and that other clubs and the community will look up to and say, look at this, look what the Rabbitohs have done, look what Jan, Her Jan Earl and her team have done. And and she, we've got people like Russell Crowe to thank for his starting of that pro, the Million Dollar Program and also Blake Solly, who got a mention there, who does the swimming in the cold every morning and we're going to mention Wim Hof. I'm sure Tommy and Wim Hof would have, Answer the question why he swims every morning. But, yeah, Blake's an asset to the club. She's right. How approachable is Blake Solly, our CEO? Like, I mean, anyone can talk. Any fan could come up and have a conversation with Blake and it would be like talking to anyone. He's, he's a great man, Blake. And and they're going to be like us, boys. They're going to be shift workers, 24-hour hotline. I was going to ask him about night shifts, so they're prepared for that. But yeah. we might have to go down and have a little chat to him about some of the preparations led into night shifts. But yeah. anyway... We might have to um, chuff off to a break here. Maver? We will chuff off to a break, and I will read it for us, guys. We've got three great sponsors on this show. The first one is the Juniors Group of Clubs, and they're shut at the moment, but hopefully the doors will be opening soon. And when they do, please go back and support that great, sensational organisation, the Juniors Kingsford, the Juniors Maroubra, the Juniors Malabar, and the Juniors at the Hawkesbury. Nice little place for a getaway. Our other sponsor is... NG Farrah Real Estate. And since 1962, I think they've been the pride of the real estate industry. And we're all good mates with Glenn Farrah and his team. He's got some good agents there. Um, no, none better than Charlie Smith. He's a great man. And 
So yeah, if you look thinking of selling, contact NG Farah. There'll be a link on our website. And last but not least, our foundation sponsor, Export Freight Systems, supporting Aussie manufacturers. And our man, Ian McLucas, he's a mascot boy. He loves the show, doesn't want anything in return, just happy to help us out. But if we can get him a couple of exporters on board to pump his business along, he'd love to hear from you. And there'll be a link on the episode webpage for that. Let's move on to Remembering Rabbit Brought, Brought to you, you by Export Freight. Sorry, sorry, Jeff, you take us away. I've said enough. <laughs> Brought to you by Export Freight Systems and with thanks to South Sydney historian Brad Ryder. This week it is Arthur Oxford, Rabbitoh player number 80, born on the 26th, 27th of June, 1894. Just He's just older than you, Mavo, just slightly older than you. <laughs> and the boot for South Sydney... Now, he debuted for the mighty South Sydney Rabbitohs in 1915 in round nine against Newtown. So this bloke played a long, long time ago. Now, Arthur was renowned as a goal-kicking front rower and also a premier. He was the premier goal-kicker post-World War I. So he was the he was the Adam Reynolds, the sharpshooter of the, of the New South Wales Rugby League, which would have been back then in those days. Now, in 1920... He kicked 23 consecutive goals. And you can imagine the ball they would have played it with in 1920. Mm. And if it rained, it was muddy, how heavy they would have been, the materials it would have been made out of. He's kicked 23 consecutive goals. That record held all the way through to 1978 when uh, the Crow beat it. Mick Crow, the Parramatta legend from down there in uh, the southern parts of Wollongong. Wow. Very he's good. also... Yeah, so uh, can you imagine kicking one of them balls 23 times in a row straight between the posts, rain, hail or shine back in those days, boys? Well, I was lucky enough to, well, not lucky enough, not don't want to be talking about how old I am, but when I first started, we were, <laughs> we were still using those balls. And they, I was just in the era when they moved to the new ball. So, yes, and we all did it when we grew up playing with the old leather pigskin balls. And, yeah, that just brought back memories, chaps. So those balls, when they were wet, you're lucky to kick them off the ground, let alone kick that many goals in a row. So, yes, yeah. you must have been a some sort I can of... Rem- I can remember um, using one when we were pretty, pretty young and it will kick playing on the beach and it got a bit wet and everything. There's a bit of sand on it. It wasn't the... And it was a little bit flat and made of mine, Richie Gannon, the great Richie Gannon, kicked it point blank and wrapped around my face and took skin off my nose. So I do remember <laughs> those leather balls. Yeah, a leather student. Had the laces in them as well. Yes. The laces in a mate, and I tell you what, it, it stung like hell when it got wrapped around your face. Thanks, Rich, for that one. Anyway, back to Arthur. <laughs> Arthur was also a member of our 1918 Premiership winning team. He played for the Rabbitohs between 1915, 1921. That's 71, 76 first grade games, 18 tries, 121 goals, for a total of 296 points. Before he deflected to the Evil Empire. And after he left the Evil Empire, he ended up taking up a captain coach role in Rockhampton, which is a topical place at the moment. We were supposed to play up there on the tarmac, got turned around. Uh, I think it sounds like Blake Solly put a message out to the to the whole team and, and they had to sit on the plane, didn't know what was going on and got sent back, unfortunately. The people of Rockhampton missed out on that one. And he was lucky enough to be selected for Queensland. Now... While he was up there, he was such a good player, even though he's from down here. He was the first ever player 
to represent Queensland and New South Wales in rugby league. Because back then it was a residency rule, wasn't it? Wherever you, wherever you lived and played, you, you were selected. Now, he ended up playing 27 rep games, including four test matches. Um, th- this bloke was uh, a fair income star back in the day, boys. Don't worry about that. He was also the grandfather of Gary and Wayne, Wayne Stevens, who are former Rabbitohs, and obviously Gary, the famous Gary Stevens. You know, mm. Boys, he, he passed away in 1980. So yeah, he, he, lived a, he lived a fair life, this bloke. And I think he was the... Gary and, and Arthur were the first father and son to play for the Kangaroos as well, chaps. I think we heard that yeah. as well. So that first, was a... First far, grandfather and grandson combination to play for the Kangaroos, correct. That's what I meant to say, yes. And we had Brad on last week. and We've had some good feedback, chaps. You spoke to, I think, uh, Gary's grandson and he was very appreciative. The whole family were very appreciative that we showcased Gaz. And then the fact that Arthur was his grandfather, we thought we'd just roll into it again this week. Yeah, that was Dane, Dane Stevens, uh, one of the boys down there from the beach. And I didn't even know he, um, uh, about his, uh, his grandfather was, was Gary. And he's got great memories of him. Obviously, he still goes around there and, and hangs out with him. But he's, his grandfather's not too well, but uh, he's still physically fit. He, he said he still trains uh, three times a week in his garage. Still does weights and boxing and all sorts of things in the garage to this day, uh, Gary. So we had some great feedback and he said the family really appreciates it and they love everything we're doing with this Remembering Rabbit segment and that will continue for years to come. Yeah. Well, we touched on Gary last week about his fitness and how he, was, how he was well ahead of his time when he was playing. He was, you know, probably one of the first players to start doing weights and uh, he's always been around gyms. He owned a couple of gyms uh, throughout his career. So... You know, it's no surprise that he's still as fit as a fiddle. You still often see him out walking uh, around the Malabar area. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's a credit to uh, Gaz. He's still fit as a fiddle. Yep. And you said he used to own the, the Giles gym down there, obviously, at Coogee in one of the great locations. Um, yeah, I mean, what, what, a, what a place that would be to this day if it was still there, eh? Yeah. The restaurant there. Put out a restaurant there in a cafe and the gym out the back and access to the to the beautiful uh, seawater pool down the back stairs, boys. Yeah, it was a good spot there. The old Giles, it's a shame it's not there anymore. Best, one of the best spots anywhere in Australia to stand there looking over Coogee Beach on a beautiful sunny day, go for a dip. It's, it's, mm. really, it's a great spot there. The home of Bradford Ryder, our South historian. He's a Coogee legend, just uh, and so is Bobby McCarthy. And get well soon, Bobby, recovering from neck surgery. So let's move on to our preview of the Eels game, chaps. To be announced, it's supposed to be Friday, but who knows what's going on at the moment. Now, we've said it before, Renault needs just eight points to break the great Eckers record. And get well to you, Eckers, too. I, I believe he's not in the best of health either. Shout out to you, mate. Now, the Eels are trying to bounce back from a 28-0 hammering from the Evil Empire. And they also got rolled by the in a big upset by the Raiders the week before. So they're in sort of all sorts. So they're going to be fired up to bounce back against us. Their spot in the top four looks rather shaky at the moment, boys. Yeah, they're not they're, they're not playing well. I'll let Brownie take this up, but it doesn't seem like they've got any um like you look at the shapes we got out the back of some of our, our good go forward. They don't seem to have any shape. It's just you have it, it's like a hot potato, you but there's not really any organisation, they really miss uh, Mitchell Moses in, in that team, Brownie? 
Yeah, they do. I'm not sure uh, when he's due back, Mitchell Moses, but they'd be hoping he gets back uh, sooner rather than later. Uh, the way they're playing at the moment, like you said, Mavo, that they've lost a couple in a row and, um, you know, hopefully they'll lose another one this week uh, when they come up against us, uh, an informed South Sydney team who are flying high at the moment. Uh, they've got to play with a lot of confidence and, um, you know, really looking forward to uh, getting another win against the Parramatta Eels. We seem to have the wood on Parramatta over the last couple of seasons. We've done a job on them um, the last time uh, we played them. And I don't expect any different this week when we come up against them. You know, I, I, like you said, chaps, uh, they're just playing a little bit willy-nilly at the moment. There's no structure there, playing off the cuff. I don't think uh, that young Arthur is the answer uh, in the halves. Um, you know, their forward pack, not much go forward with their forwards, but, you know, coming up against the mighty Rabbitohs, I think we'll do a job on them. Well, to, to their credit, they, they sort of lost um, Regan Campbell-Gillard early, and that's where their go-forward was lost there. He, he's a he's a fair player, Mover, Regan Campbell-Gillard. I'm not sure if he'll be out this week as well. Well, I guess we'll, we'll have to sit there and wait for that one. Mm. And we get a bloke back next week by the name of Cameron Murray. So we go from, I just wrapped the forwards, how good they went. And we got a black like Cameron Murray coming back. Junior couldn't be too far away. The ham Campbell salad. Yeah, the Campbell Graham, the ham salad. AJ, apparently that wasn't too bad. Yeah. So we're yeah, no. looking all right. Anyway, to say the least, that's that's a that's pretty good. So look, we'll wrap it up, but we'll just, before we go. Just on the injuries, boys, just on the injuries. I think that we'll start, you know, like you said, Mavo, We'll start to filter all them players. will start to filter coming back in through the team over the next few weeks. You know, we might get one back next week, then a couple of the week after. Um, AJ's probably uh, probably a couple of weeks away. There's no use uh, rushing AJ back at the moment. Uh, the way we're scoring tries on our wings uh, with uh, Josh Mantor and Jackson Paulo going well, but yeah, um, you know, all our injuries. They should be back within, you know, three to four weeks and we'll be full strength again. Yep. Now, we didn't mention it before, but our Jan Earl interview was brought to you by NG Farrah Real Estate. So we're going to move that. Our interviews to now be sponsored by NG Farrah Real Estate. Any NRL news, we're going to just kind of talk about that in Rabbitohs news. Just a little restructure to keep the show a bit more streamlined. <clears throat> but also, <clears throat> excuse me, if you're watching this now, we want you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. There'll be a subscribe button at the bottom of the screen. There'll also be a video that you can go and watch. So we're going to put the David Boyle interview now. It's on the screen. Click on that. You can watch more content on Rabbitohs TV. We're trying to grow that channel so we can go live. We can start a community page. So that'll help us out there. So please subscribe to Rabbitohs TV. And also, if you're listening to the podcast, subscribe to the Rabbitohs Podcast Network. And we'll see you all next week with another show here on Rabbitohs Radio. See you, boys. Thanks for listening to Rabbitohs Radio Podcast, proudly presented by What If, official travel and pathways partner of the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Support the club and visit whatif.com forward slash Rabbitohs to book your next trip. Don't forget to use the code Rabbitohs15 to get 15% off selected hotels. Conditions apply. What If, it's Aussie for travel.